When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2. Listen to us and all the great ESPN stations across the country. Sirius XM80, ESPN app, and you can give us a call and be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Smalls, do you have a dollar? Yeah, we got you a got first. A we got to break in the, the bad take jar. I do. Should I get it out of my bag? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. All Let's right. get it popping. CC, show it poppin'. everybody on the TV side Yeah, so it's, it's hump day. It's the first day we're actually breaking out the bad take jar. So every time we have a bad take... We have to put a buck in the bad take jar. Now, I anticipate that this thing will be full sooner rather than later. But Smalls, quite literally and figuratively, gets to break the seal on this one. So, Smalls, if you would, please do the honors. Let me open the bad take jar. Break it open. To be fair, I didn't know that Texas was listening to Creed pregame before I made that pick. There we go. Bad dollar in the bad take jar. Let's go. Now that is for the Orioles. Baltimore, how did you do this to me? uh, Get eliminated last night with their uh, 7-1 defeat at the hands of the Texas Rangers. Astros up 2-1 in their series with their 9-1 win over Mini. We're going to get into both of them, but I want to understand... Where are we going with this at the end of it? Like, how much money do we need before we make a purchase or something like that? Well, this is for a group dinner, and whenever we get enough bucks in here to be able to afford a nice sit-down dinner with the three of us for Mm -hmm. for a team-building exercise, that's when we'll go, but not before. So Nuno just said in my ear, does Javante get two dinners, right? No, 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 no. no. We're not not playing them games, Javante. You know what's funny, Nuno? Listen closely to what CeCe said. He said dinner for the three of us. Yeah. He didn't say the seven of us. No, 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 no. no. Hold on. We we have to keep track of these bad takes. Why? It's easy based on the number of dollars. Count the amount of money in the jar. singular dollar. (laughs) It looks really sad in there, by the way. It is very lonely. It won't be very long, though. I know. I made some pretty bad baseball predictions heading into this postseason. Well, this is where you're supposed to complain about the format and how a 100-win team has a week off and how they they get out of the groove and they're not necessarily, you know— having the advantage of being the best team or having the best record. This is when you're supposed to launch that complaint right now. Sure, but I I don't agree with it. That's the you don't problem. Agree with it. I don't agree with it. That's the but problem. But you got to defend your own. You got to defend know. your take. Your take is the Baltimore Orioles going to the World Series. Do whatever it takes to defend the take, Smalls. I know. Yeah. I know. But the problem is is that I I don't think there's an easy answer with the format complaints, you know? Sure. You you bring in another team which I think is good for baseball to get more fan bases involved, more mm-hmm. teams a chance to win. But now you have all of these higher seeds that are getting punched out early and they're saying it's because they got out of the rhythm. And that they got too much rest. Yeah, but, I don't know if I buy that, though. But baseball is an everyday sport. Like, there's a difference. When you have a young team like the Baltimore Orioles, you want to play every day, mm-hmm. especially when you put together the regular season that they did. 
But then when you have a week off, you got to find your swing again. I mean, I heard A-Rod on another network talking about finding a launch point when you're throwing a baseball. Just all of these different things that get out of whack when you have that amount of time off in baseball because it is an everyday sport. Conversely, when you have a veteran-laden team, those guys know how to deal with the time off a little bit better, and it ends up being a benefit for them because they're older, they need the rest. So, I mean, I don't know that there's a perfect solution for the format of it, but um, you know, the Baltimore Orioles, this is the first of many postseason opportunities for them. Dean Kramer came out yesterday after the game, and he talked about how disappointed he was. But he also mentioned that everybody is coming back in that clubhouse. They'll be back in this spot. They'll have more opportunity. Disappointing, but not a disappointment is how I would look at it with the Orioles. Yeah. Is that a, a question. Can we prepay? Can I put $5 in it? You want to prepay for bad takes? <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. Well, you don't, you don't get a discount for it, though. I mean, so you want to you want to prepay I just, for I, bad I, takes? I know that I have a five in my bag. I don't always have ones in the bag. I just figured I'd prepay for I that. I have a ton of ones. Yeah, Smalls okay. and I always keep ones. Yeah. <laughs> Probably hey, phrasing. <laughs> no, they didn't say anything. No, no phrasing guy. Stay out people, of that. You know? Stay out of that phrasing guy. Yeah. So the Rangers yeah, college sweep, tuitions to pay for. They did right. sweep Baltimore. A zero kids between the two of them. By the way, college exactly. tuitions. Seven uh, one exactly. win last night. Nathan Avaldi, awesome. Seven strikeouts. Oh. In that game, Max Scherzer potentially back for them in the ALCS, and they've outscored. They being Texas have outscored their opponents so far in the postseason, thirty-two to twelve. 32 to 12 in the five games that they've played. And the Astros are up now 2 1 with a 9 1 win over Minnesota. CC, I don't sense that you're someone that roots against individuals that are athletes, specifically unless they've done something. Oh, to you. you know that was the Sunday grade, and I know it. I hate. <laughs> you know that's the guy. Like, if I could celebrate the Astros, I was leading into one that. aspect of it. That's the aspect that I, if it had, listen, I don't, I hate the Astros. That is, that is the understatement of the century. But the fact that they got at Sonny Gray the way that they did yesterday, I mean, Jose Abreu rubbing it in his face with a, with, a, with a couple of jacks. And then you had Jordan Alvarez with the exclamation point at the end. Like, I, I loved every bit of it just to see Sonny Gray revert back into the pitcher that was a disaster in the Bronx a few years back. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, listen, the Twins are a feel-good story. I know everybody's excited about them because they actually won a playoff series. But we knew that it was just a matter of time before the glass slipper fell off of Cinderella. And that's what we're seeing right now. And then the fact that they're facing an elimination game and the last time they won an elimination game was, what, a quarter century ago? Yeah, it ain't going to happen. So it's basically a fait accompli that the Houston Astros are going to the CS. And I know that you uh, were happy to see Sonny Gray return to the Sonny Gray that you know. No doubt. But that means you have to, in some way, shape, or form, even if it's 1%, be happy for the Houston Astros. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I love Dusty Baker. I'm happy he got his. But I just, in this current form, cannot be happy for a Houston Astros team. Well, you know, this is the problem that we have with this conversation. And it's funny because Nuno, our producer, puts in my ear before the show – he says, I, I can't deal with the Astros. I can't deal with the fact they're winning and they're, seven, they're potentially one game away from their seven straight ALCS. And I said, why? <laughs> why? What do you mean? Like, we're not going to sit here and give them credit. Here. Oh. No, they're cheaters. I'm a Yankee fan. Are we going to take this approach now that, that what they've done since the cheating allegations is not real? We're going to have this once a cheater, always a cheater approach now with the Astros? No, it's very real. Like, what they have done from a drafting and development standpoint and the construction of the team, obviously Dusty Baker is as smart of a baseball mind as there is. They have all of the components in place for them to be a championship team. But that, even despite that, I can't cheer for Jose Altuve. I just can't. I absolutely can't. And 
I know that it's not – I don't want to discount what they've done because they have earned it. Like the last World Series they won, they earned it. But I can't separate those feelings of you cheated prior, therefore I can't absolve you. I, I, it's hard for me to describe, but I don't know. It's kind of how I feel about the Patriots and Spygate. Mm. But it happened – like they won so much after all of this, the cheating allegations. You're just yep. not going to sit there and say that the – like for example, I look at Dusty Baker and I think that he brings in – this unbelievable moral and ethical culture. The guy's a lifer in baseball. Everyone roots for him. Absolutely. Like, everyone was happy, we me included, Dusty. when they won the World Series with him as the manager. Like, we're still going to look at them as cheaters? I'm going to look at them as cheaters because I hate them. Why, why, I don't want good things for the Houston Astros. I, I don't because this is the team that has stood in the way of my Yankees getting back to the World Series. And I knew it back in 2017 when they went to Game 7 in the ALCS that this was going to be the team that would stand in our way. Now, unfortunately, Brian Cashman has been getting in the way more so than anybody else of late with his roster construction. But the way that the Astros got their dynasty started is something that, as a Yankees fan, I can never forgive. Because, again, it took away opportunities for us that we might have rightly had a chance mm-hmm. to advance further in the postseason had it not been for them getting an unfair competitive advantage with the cheating. And like, I'm glad you put the caveats because there's no guarantee they would have there, beaten there, there's, and, no, you know. there's no guarantee, but you have a better chance. Yeah, okay, right? I and, and I guess that's the point. Yeah. I mean, Game 7 of the ALCS in 2017, Game 6 of the ALCS in 2019. And think about how Game 6 of the ALCS ended in 2019. Like Araldis Chapman throwing over 100 miles an hour and, and Jose Altuve jumps the pitch. And you're talking about a home run? And Chapman knew. Yeah, yeah, they, Chapman they, knew. They, they, yeah, exactly. They knew. Failed. They knew. Like, the re- he doesn't, they want to, he's holding his shirt as he's rounding third because he doesn't want anybody to, to rip his shirt off because he's got a tattoo. A bad tattoo. Like, come, come on, on, man. Like, exactly. So, as a Yankees fan, it's hard for me to validate those championship runs that the Astros went on. Even though they didn't win a title in 2019, it's hard for me to validate the success that they've had past and present because of how the dynasty got started. And I know a lot of people feel that same way about the Patriots, which is why it feels like everybody is praying for Bill Belichick's demise. Now, I get it. The Patriots did a lot of winning post-Deflategate, post-Skygate. They went to three Super Bowls, and they won two of them. I mean, conversely, you're talking about the Astros winning a World Series last year, and they've been to, what, two in the last, what, two two in the last three years? Like, I mean, back-to-back, I guess they lost the one to to the the Atlanta Braves, and then a few years ago they lost to the Washington Nationals. So it's not as if they, they haven't had success. I mean, you're talking about them winning three straight division titles. But do we assume that with everything in sports and in life, for that matter? Like, if somebody was busted for PEDs at one point, do we assume, oh, they must still be juicing? Do we have that mindset? If an average everyday person is trying to date someone and they learn in their past that person cheated on a relationship, that doesn't mean they're, like, still cheating. It means they could have learned their lessons, no? It just means that your moral compass is a little wonky. And so, therefore, I'm going to keep my eyes on you. I don't even know if it's a moral compass issue. I think people have made up their minds about what the Houston Astros are or aren't in in the sports landscape. And they're saying, if these guys cheated, and I don't like the fact that they built this team by being able to tank and get all of these high draft picks, you've already made the decision on whether or not you're willing to validate the championships that the Houston Astros have. Like once we drew those lines when Rob Manfred issued that memo and outlined what happened with the cheating scandal, once people made up their minds definitively that they didn't like the Houston Astros, there's no amount of winning that can wash that away. And so we'll always have an asterisk by all of the championships that they win with this core of players because of how it got started. That, I don't think there's anything that's going to change about that, and that's why as a Yankees fan – 
I'm not going to sit here today and say that I, I can respect what the Houston Astros are doing. Now, what I will say is I wish my team was cheating at that level where they could have that advantage and they could t- they, they could so actually, they could actually do the winning. It, it, w- it would probably be a little different if it was my team, but the fact that it's not my team makes it easy to hate on the Astros. And if you're not a, a Houston Astros baseball fan, I think you feel the same way. But how do you look back at the Yankees knowing that there was all, were all kinds of allegations around PEDs when they were winning, right? I mean, and I know it was but, everybody. But that was in everybody sport. in baseball. I get it, but we know yeah. everybody in baseball is probably doing something. Yeah, well, here's the thing: sign stealing was happening since the beginning of baseball. That's it's still nothing. happening. It's, it's allowed still, it's still, to happen. Well, just not with, with it's technology. Nothing, it's and nothing buzzers. new. I mean, the, the Yankees and the Red Sox got caught with the Apple Watches, but. The Houston Astros took it to a different level when they're using the replay cameras in the ballpark to figure out exactly what the signs are and then relay them with trash cans to the guys that are in the batter's box. That That is completely unacceptable. Like, they took it to another level. Again, it's like the NFL with the Patriots. Everybody is trying to gain that edge, right? And everybody is doing whatever they can within the margins, within the gray, in order to give themselves the chance to win. It's just that the Patriots were willing to cross the line that pretty much everybody else in the sport wouldn't cross. Same thing with the Houston Astros, which is why everybody hates them. The fact that they were able to have that success while gaining an unfair competitive advantage is why that makes them one of the the – Biggest villains in all the sports. I don't know any other way to frame it. No, they're the villains. And I think that's actually good for baseball. But to me, it wasn't just the act. It was their defiance in the wake of it. They were unremorseful. They were very indignant about their participation in this. And if I was a a player who I felt as if your cheating took something away from me and that's your response, I could never forget that. Well, in a roundabout way, you guys are kind of saying that the last few years don't matter as much as the previous few years and that once a cheater, always a cheater in sports. That m- perception. No, I think— Perception-wise. Th- well, well, here's the thing. It might be once a cheater, always a cheater. I think the most important part is we still don't forgive you because you didn't acknowledge your wrongdoing in all of it. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your telephone number to be a part of the Dr. Pepper call in line. If you want to chime in, Astros, uh, one win away from the ALCS. Orioles get eliminated. Smalls has to pay a dollar in the bad take jar because she had them <laughs> in the World Series. In sports, is your perception once a cheater, always a cheater? Plus, coming up next, Jerry Jones still believes in Dak. But is that just fool's gold? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2. Listen to us on all the great ESPN stations across the country. Series XM80 ESPN app. Along with Michelle Smallman, who's $1 poorer today <laughs> after her prediction of the Ash. Oh, sorry, the, the Orioles going to the World Series. Yes. She puts a dollar into the bad take jar. I should have picked the Astros. Yeah, that would have right? been a better pick. <laughs> Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. So, for some reason, we still have fallout between the Niners Cowboys game from Sunday. That's mm. one of those games you would have thought about if you're Dallas. I, I, that never happened. I didn't see that. What we didn't? No, we didn't lose forty-two. That wasn't me. That was somebody else that lost forty-two uh-huh. ten. But there still wants to be the, the Cowboys still want to engage in conversation about that. And the owner slash general manager of the team, Jerry Jones, went on his weekly radio show in one hundred five point three, the Fan in Dallas, and talked about his quarterback. In my mind, make no mistake about it, we have a quarterback that can get us there. Dak Prescott is a quarterback that can get us to the Super Bowl. That's the way that's going to be. We have to do some changes from within. I'm not panicked, but the gap is some something tells you what it is. Uh, don't try to dream that it's something else. We can do better than what we did out there Sunday night. That's a given. We can do better. I mean, okay, sure. Like, I, I guess, but better against that team? Better against that team, Smalls? I mean, like, can't like what he said, what Jerry said before the game is probably what he should have just said after the game. Listen, those are the Super Bowl favorites right now. That's the team to beat, and we have to find a way to beat them. That's it. Yeah, against that team, you've seen them three times in the past three years, twice in the playoffs, and you've lost every game. So I don't know how you say that you can be better than them or potentially be on par with them when three times you've seen them in the past three years and they've beat you. 42 to 10, obviously, this past weekend, 19 to 12 in the 2022 divisional round, and 23 17, and that was at home in 2021 in the wild card round. They're, they're better than you. Yes. They're better than you, period. If that was the measuring stick, the stick says you're not tall enough to ride this ride. You're not on the same level as them. Yeah, I don't know how Jerry can have that kind of conviction about Dak Prescott because it's not about Dak just being good enough to win a Super Bowl. It's Dak at the cost that you're paying for him allowing your team to be good enough to compete at a championship level. And that's the thing that we keep running into when we have this conversation around the Dallas Cowboys, especially given what Dak Prescott's cap hit is in 2024. Now, Ev, just looking at the last 10 Super Bowl matchups and looking at the quarterbacks that are participants of those Super Bowls, you're talking about nine of the starting 20 quarterbacks being on rookie deals. And then the other guys that are in that conversation for the quarterbacks are Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, people and Pat Mahomes, people of that ilk. Now, the outliers that we have as the starting quarterbacks, Stafford, Matt Ryan, and Jimmy Garoppolo. So what the Dallas Cowboys are trying to do is thread that needle of having a good, not great quarterback with a really, really good roster around him compete and win a championship. I'm not sure that Dak Prescott is going to be able to get them to and actually help them win a Super Bowl given what he's going to have to pay for Dak Prescott after this season. Question. You just said something that is so interesting. You're saying nine of the 20 quarterbacks over the last 10 years Mm -hmm. that went to the Super Bowl were on rookie deals. Mm -hmm. Wow. So if you are out of the rookie deal and you're not 100% sold on your quarterback, have you missed your window? 
Is the rookie deal, in essence, the window? Well, I guess the outliers, the Matt Staffords, the, the Matt Ryan, and the Jimmy Garoppolo would say no. But, but there's but, more but, the but, other way. But it's harder to do it, especially if you don't have a future Hall of Fame quarterback. Think about it. We're talking about Mahomes several times. We're talking about Tom Brady several times. We're talking about Peyton Manning being in there with the Denver Broncos and really being a shell of himself. Like Those are the types of quarterbacks that are in that conversation outside of the rookie deal window. Like You're paying top-of-the-market money, those are quarterbacks that would be worth those contracts. When you look at Matt Stafford, the Matt Ryan, the Jimmy Garoppolo, you're saying in a given season, maybe if all things align perfectly, you can actually get it done. But it's so hard to thread that needle, and that's that's the line that Dallas, that Dallas is trying to walk. Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones trying to make sure that the roster is good enough around Dak and having as many chances as they can to actually break through. I, I just don't know that it's – a formula that's sustainable given what we see in terms of the the body of work, the sample size over the last 10 Super Bowls in the National Football League. I think you do know. I think you actually just made an amazing point, and I think that you absolutely do know, and you just created a, a quarterback rule that we should actually consider living by here. If you don't know within the first three years if your quarterback is it and there's a gray area, he's not it. That's what, that's really what that's saying because if you think about it, I did sales very early in my career. I, I got instructed and coached to, to always get a yes or a no. Mm-hmm. I was always told if you get a maybe, we're in big trouble because it's just wasting <laughs> your time, right? Okay. Daniel Jones, he's a maybe. They're like, should we extend them? Should we not extend them? Dak Prescott at this point has become somewhat of a maybe. You know it's not a maybe? Brock Purdy. You know it's not a maybe? Joe Burrow. You know who wasn't a maybe and I'm not the, the biggest fan? Josh Allen. You know it's not a maybe right now? Tua. If you know within the first three, maybe four years of if your guy's it, he has a chance to win you a Super Bowl because he's ultimately going to be on that rookie contract or so obvious that they should extend. Like Matt Ryan, you said, with uh, with Atlanta. They yeah. knew that they should extend. He was the MVP of the league that year. If you have a guy that you're not sure about within his first three years, I based on the current trends of the NFL, he's probably not going to get you to the Super Bowl. But that also then poses another question. Is he not the guy or is he not put in the right Situation. Either way, you have to pay him, Smalls. I know, but like if you're Chicago and you're looking at Justin Fields. No, he's not. Like that, that's actually what this says. What the revelation of this is that we actually have confirmation based on past data. Yeah. Justin Fields will not be the guy. Absolute confirmation based on that. They're not, you know what? I hate to say this because I liked Jordan Love. They didn't even pick up, they technically did not pick up his fifth year option. No, they gave him a two year extension. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence right now definitively will get a contract extension. Yeah. They know. Yeah. Now he's had bad games, but they know. Yeah. Justin Herbert, they already did that. They know. If you're not sure, Jalen Hurts, they did it. Sam Howell, I know you like him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And you know what that tells us based on track he's got record? One more, he's got one more year. <laughs> okay, but yeah. based on track record, if, if we're not convinced in one year, he ain't it. That's it. That's it. Like, based on the current – because I always say outperform the contract, right? Mm-hmm. The quarterback mm-hmm. has to outperform the contract. You're saying the same thing. But we're actually giving a time limit. If you don't do it within the first three years, donezo. Yeah, if you don't do it in the first three years, it's exponentially harder to put the team around the quarterback in order to have success just because of how much money you then have to pay the quarterback. Yeah, Matthew Stafford's like the outlier, right? He plopped into a situation that was already ready-made for him. Yeah, and this is a guy that was a number one overall pick. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that I didn't realize the Cowboys have actually been telling us Dak – it's probably not going to be the guy because they're still not certain as to what to do with him. Yeah. And if you're in that gray area, you're just wasting time. If you got to keep asking the question, eventually you're going to land on the answer being no. We say that all the time when it comes to quarterbacks. 
we're getting dangerously close to that being the case in Dallas with their quarterback. All right, we got more on the Cowboys, obviously, because there's other guys in the Cowboys talking. Somehow they want to keep this Niners game going. I try to forget about it if I'm them. But as one coach in the NFL put himself on the hot seat, we'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Alone, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. You can watch us on ESPN 2, Sirius XM 80. You can listen to all of our great stations across the country and the ESPN app. So before we move on to really a sneaky, interesting comment by one NFL head coach that, I don't know, may have put him kind of unintentionally on the hot seat yesterday. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones is doubling and tripling down on Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. He is at times been very good. At other times, he's been very bad. I've rooted for him. It's getting harder and harder to do that when you look like me out there and throwing as many picks as he threw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how many quarterbacks, though, CC, would you say right now give you a better chance to win a Super Bowl that you would rank ahead of Dak? Because Jerry came out yesterday as we just played and yep. said Dak can still do this. Yeah, so I did the exercise yesterday. Now, I want to preface this list by saying that this is not my quarterback rankings. This is just quarterbacks that I would rather have if I'm putting together a Super Bowl winning team. Okay, Okay. so this is the order that I would go in. I would say Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Allen, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Brock Purdy, Justin Herbert, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott is 10. So that's the list. No Tua. No Tua is on there right now. I just I, I I I'm still skeptical when it comes to the health with Tua, but that that's the only reason. But that's the list of the quarterbacks that I would take in front of Dak Prescott if I'm putting together a Super Bowl winning team. So the one that jumps out to me is Goff, and Goff should be on there based on the way he's playing, no doubt. But at what point do we go back in time and say, you know what, this guy's actually pretty good, number one pick overall. Went to a Super Bowl. They didn't do much offensively in that Super Bowl against New England. Scored three points. Scored three points. <laughs> New England defense was great that year. Yeah. But, and so was the Rams defense with Aaron Donald, obviously. Goes to Detroit. They basically pay two first-rounders, one to get Stafford and one to get away from Goff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Goes to Detroit. Actually performs individually better than he did in L.A., and now has become a guy that you just ranked ahead of Dak Prescott. Like, at what point do we have the referendum of, you know what, we never should have said he was bad because he's good. Yeah, but I got more proof of concept with Jared Goff. He's been to the championship rounds. We can't say that for Dak. So that's why I have more confidence 
And it feels weird to say that and to put golf in front of Dak. But, I mean, listen, if we look at the full body of work, Dak Prescott is closer to Kirk Cousins than he is the quarterbacks above him in that list. He's just got better PR because he's got a star on his helmet. So, again, we have to acknowledge what Dak Prescott is. We also have to acknowledge what he isn't. And we've got a pretty good sample size. Dak Prescott has been in the league for a while now. So, Jerry Jones has this conviction that he can get it done with Dak. And and I'm not saying that Dak can't win a Super Bowl. My question is, Dak Prescott, your quarterback, at what cost and how that impacts the rest of the roster? Does it keep this championship window open for the Dallas Cowboys? And I I think this is a guy, based on what he's going to ask for at the negotiating table, that closes your window sooner than they would expect. Yeah, and I think that the golf part, your window's more open. Like I'm feeling a little bit more of a breeze. It's a little bit colder. Well, yeah. When you look at what open. Jared Goff is making, it's 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 peanuts when you consider starting quarterback money is going right now. He's had a nice career. He ha- it's not like number one overall Hall of Fame kind of career, but like he's now evolving into that guy's had a nice career. Oh yeah, and doesn't it come down to trust too? Yeah. Like if you were in a crucial moment in a playoff game, who do you trust more, Jared Goff or Dak Prescott? I, guess I think I we'd say, say Jared Goff. Goff you just right? haven't seen the mistakes from Jared Goff exactly. like you've seen from Dak. We've yeah. seen Dak have some pretty critical turnovers and an inopportune time. Real quick, I want to give like a really firm my bad to Jared Goff because I didn't think he was the guy <laughs> at all. And listen, I obviously have some uh, complicated feelings when it comes to the Los Angeles Rams, but at the time, a lot of people were saying that they were trying to win the billboard, right? He's a California guy. Put him on the billboards in L.A. That'll put butts in the seats as they were moving from St. Louis to L.A. A lot of the people around the organization if you talk to them, they're like, I'm not really sure he can be the guy. He's proven that he can be the guy. And I think a lot of people des- deserve, or excuse me, a lot of people need to give him the my bad that he deserves. But I just think when you when you rank those guys, I know you say Tua with the health, but I trust Tua in a tough situation. So now you're, so now you're talking about Dak being on the outside of the top 10 right. quarterbacks that you trust. But like and this you, is the guy that the Cowboys might have to pay $55 million a year to. Yeah, and if you're if wow. you're the Cowboys, you can't be having a guy that you want to pay that type of money to even be in the bottom five of that conversation, even be hovering around, and I mean this with no disrespect, a Jared Goff conversation or a Tua conversation. So one other number one overall pick that we've been discussing is Bryce Young. Hasn't had the greatest start to his NFL career, but there's a lot of guys who are drafted number one at the quarterback position who are not great right off the bat. His head coach in Carolina is Frank Reich. They're 0-5. Reminder, they do not have their first-round pick this year. It goes to Chicago. So Frank Reich has a press conference yesterday, and he's in conversation about the owner of the team, David Tepper, and his involvement with the organization. Take a listen. There's different philosophies in ownership. You know what I mean? Some owners kind of stay stay away and, and don't engage a whole lot. Other owners do. And his philosophy is he's going to engage. And um, and listen, it's only been a short experience, but it's been a really good experience. It hasn't been fun. You know, it's not fun. Those those meetings aren't – I wouldn't characterize them as fun meetings. Um, but those meetings make me better, and I trust they make us better. Yeah, so I'm going to make a leap. And just make the suggestion or make the the comment, excuse me, that if you have an owner of a team that uses their hard-earned money to buy a team, it is their right to to be involved, right? They Mm -hmm. own the organization. They own the business. But if that owner is involved on a day-to-day, my guesstimation is he probably doesn't like being called out by the head coach publicly, even though at the end he said he makes him better, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) That doesn't feel like a smart thing to do. 
And when I heard that yesterday, my mind immediately went to, did Frank Reich just involuntarily, if that's the word, put himself on a hot seat? You're already 0-5. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young may or may not have been your guy. He may have been the owner's guy, and they may have wanted C.J. Stroud based on all kinds of crazy reports and everything like that. Why would you do that? Well, you do that because you might have to be polishing up your resume after going winless in a 17-game regular season. That's not off the board for the Carolina Panthers. They may not win a game. And all of a sudden now, a team that would be in position to have the number one pick in a quarterback-rich draft doesn't doesn't have their number one pick. They're giving it to somebody else because of an investment in a quarterback in Bryce Young, who the head coach didn't want in the first damn place. Doesn't it start to feel like the Carolina Panthers – Coaching staff did not want Bryce Young and how they probably made that move envisioning they could draft C.J. Stroud. That's what you're starting to feel like now. That That's some of the rumblings that's going on in Charlotte down there, people that, that are boots on the ground uh, close to the Carolina Panthers organization. I, I, I don't know how this thing gets better f- around Bryce Young in order to develop him, but the Carolina Panthers organization is pot committed to getting the most out of this kid. Mm-hmm. If you've got this level of dysfunction happening around him where ownership and the coaching staff is not on the same page, then all of a sudden the guy that you've invested so much draft capital, essentially two number one picks last year and then the 2024 number one overall pick, you're talking about not being able to get the return on that investment. It felt to me as if Frank Reich was like, how can I tell you what's going on without exactly telling you what's going on? And Justin Fields was a little bit more pointed in his comments about mm-hmm. they're trying to use me in different ways. But when you're in a really dysfunctional and volatile situation and you have to be the face of that situation and come out day after day and answer questions and everyone's looking at you, why aren't you doing this differently? Why haven't you made it better? And behind the scenes, you know you're doing your best, but that someone else has a really heavy hand in all of this decision making. I, we're all human beings. <laughs> I would want to be like, do you know what Cece and Evan are doing back there? Like, it's hard to be in that position if you don't have full control of what the outcome is. So I empathize with Frank Reich if he has an owner that's coming in and is forcing his hand in all of these decisions and he's not getting autonomy and building this team the way he wants Smalls, to. Smalls, it feels like one of those situations where Frank Reich is in front of the camera and as a reporter, <laughs> I, I think somebody wants to ask, hey, Frank. Blink twice if you need to be rescued. You okay? Blink twice if you're being held hostage. That's what it feels like in Carolina. It's like, I, I want to be. Frank Reich is essentially saying there are certain decisions, certain moves that I want to make or I wanted to make. Yeah. And the owner stepped in and wouldn't let me make said decisions, mm-hmm. which is how we got here. You know, sometimes we ask the question, how did I get here? Or you're probably wondering how I got yeah. here, like yeah. they have that in the movies. <laughs> yeah. That That's what Frank Reich looked like in that presser yesterday. You're probably wondering how I got here. Let me lay it out for you. And then at the end of it, I'm going to put lipstick on a pig by saying, yeah, those conversations, although they're frank, they make me better. They make us better. That was him just trying to cushion the blow, but he was sending his message loud and clear without without saying it directly. And I think that's the part that's telling. That's also the part that would make me nervous if I'm a Panthers fan because of the position that that puts my rookie quarterback in. So if you think about it, there's no official list. But on our show, on Sportsman Like Here on ESPN Radio, we have put Ron Rivera on a hot seat. We've put Matty Eberflus on a hot seat. We've put Brandon Staley on a hot seat. That's Washington, Chicago, and L.A. You guys have put Belichick on a hot seat. I won't do that. Are we now ready five games into his career with the Carolina Panthers? Are we ready to add Frank Reich to that list? Well, when he's coming out and saying, I'm having these meetings with ownership and they're not fun, and he's alluding to there maybe being some tension in the background, if this owner and David Tepper is – 
so involved on a day-to-day basis, you don't think that they're going to have a not fun meeting after this and you don't think that might ruffle his feathers the wrong way? He's the decision maker. If you're calling out what's happening behind the scenes publicly and the decision maker is very, very, very involved, I can see that being an uncomfortable conversation today. Yeah, I think that it's – and listen, the owner of a business has a right to be involved in the business. It's just in sports, it always feels a little different in in that situation. All right, coming up next – We've got to give out some hard truths, respectfully, of course. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. All right, here's what we're going to do right now. We're going to do a little diss track, basically. But we're Mm going to do it respectfully, of course. Respectfully? So if we put respectfully (laughs) on the front end, regardless of what we say on the back end... It's fine, I guess, yeah. right? Right? We're doing it with all due No, respect. no, it's not right. No, when you use respectfully, that's coded language. I feel like that's like the corporate lingo when giving them, you know, the the corporate stick it where per the sun. Per my last email. St- yeah, stick it where the sun don't shine. Per my last email. We're going to circle back. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. to clarify. Yeah. As pointed out previously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's, Those are the corporate co- corporate words. As pointed out previously is an interesting one. Yeah. That just means you didn't listen to one thing I said. Exactly. Right. It's a you, you didn't read my it's email. A, it's you a you li- problem. You didn't listen to anything I exactly. said. Right? Exactly. We're going to circle back on this, which means we spent way too much time and I'm bored. Yeah. That's what the circle back is, uh-huh. right? That's what the circle back is. Yeah. All right, Smalls, kick us off respectfully. And then the distract a- after that, basically. One truth for an athlete. Uh, a coach, somebody in sports and in life. What do you got? Okay, so right now the Arizona Diamondbacks are up 2 nothing on the L.A. Dodgers, right? If game four is necessary, because the Dodgers may get swept, but Dave Roberts is saying that they're going to go with Clayton Kershaw again in game four. I know you might not think that you have a better option. I know that during the regular season, Clayton Kershaw has been a no-doubt slam-dunk Hall of Famer. But respectfully, that is not the same Clayton Kershaw that we get in the playoffs. And after what you saw from him in game one, how can you go back to him if you have a game four? Respectfully, I just don't think that we should do that to old Clayton Kershaw. Oh, my gosh. That's a tough one, Smalls. That's a tough one. Okay, so respectfully, I've got two of them. We're going to start with the one that's close to the home, tri-state area, New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers. He's a regular on the Pat McAfee show. Everybody knows him. Yep. And – I got to say it, and I know Jets fans don't want to hear it. I know that media members don't want to hear it because A-Rod is good for business, and Rodgers doesn't want to hear it. But respectfully, it's over for Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, It's over. In terms of being a high-level starter, a guy that you can build your season's plans around, a guy that can help your team contend at a championship level, it's over. 
It's over. That far, that part of his career, that phase, phase of his career is over. What made like, you say that today? It, 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 what happened in the last 24 hours that triggered that for you? Anything specifically? Well, no. Well, no. I mean, Aaron Rodgers does a lot of talking, and everybody's oh, saying, oh, is it possible <laughs> that, you know, Aaron Rodgers could potentially come back later this year, and even though, you know, we don't have this year, we'll see what happens next year because we've got Aaron Rodgers. Guys, he's going to go into his age 41 season in 2024. Do you realize there have only been a handful of quarterbacks that have started and won a single playoff game that are over 40? Oh, it's the Tom Brady effect. We exactly. just assume because Brady was able to do it no, that Brady any great quarterback will be able to replicate it. He's Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to do it. No, no. The alternative medicine that Aaron Rodgers is into ain't going to save him from that Achilles injury. <laughs> Uh, it's not going to happen, guys. It's just not going to – it's a hard enough injury to come back from in the first place. Then you compound it with the age. I, I get it. There are always advancements in modern medicine, even though it doesn't seem like Aaron Rodgers is you know, up to that on, on some, so many different fronts. But I digress. My point is it's over for Aaron Rodgers being a force multiplier, being a guy that you can build your season's plans around at the quarterback spot. Just not going to happen. Other one, Ab, this is for you, respectfully. Uh-oh. Oh. Bill Belichick is done as a head coach <laughs> in New England. He's done. I know you don't want to admit it. I know you feel like he's still a good head coach, and even if he's not in New England, no, it's, it's over for Belichick. He's not going anywhere else to coach in the NFL. Nobody's going to hire him to go through a rebuild process. It's over for Belichick. Sometimes you got to know when to hold him and know when to fold him. It's time for him to fold. It's time for him to go. It's time for him to get on that boat. What do they call it, small six rings? Yes, get on, Get on the boat. And ride off to Cape Cod or Nantucket and play golf and do all of the other things and watch your legacy, your coaching tree, that being Gerard Mayo and Steve Belichick, take over for what you've done over the last two decades with the Patriots. It's over for the Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. It's done. This is the last season. This is the swan song. Enjoy it. Enjoy seeing them on the sidelines with the hoodie, the cutoff sleeves. Enjoy that. For the rest of this season. Yeah, save Because it. you're not going to see it anymore. I'm giving you a dirty look. You can give one. me a dirty look, but respectfully. Because no, that I wasn't respectful. Respectfully, because <laughs> I care about you. I have to that help. was not a respectful I have, dirty I have, look I have, for I have me. to tell you this hard truth. All right. I don't like that. But you, you let me in with the no one to hold them, no one to fold them. So I appreciate that part of it. Respectfully. Mark Davis, you're a billionaire. You own an NFL team. Why are you gambling at an airport? <laughs> I mean, shouldn't you be – like, there's pictures all over TMZ and everything like that of Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, sitting at the airport with the slot machines. Shouldn't he be in, like, a private, like, high-roller casino? He's an airport gambler? This is a man that drove a van from Oakland to Palm Springs to get that bull haircut, okay? This is not a normal billionaire. This is not a normal owner. So I'm not surprised. Look at these pictures, okay? We're putting it out there on ESPN2. He's sitting there by himself, and then people come over to him. I guess he does have um, security and, and maybe other people around him ultimately. But he's sitting there just playing the slots or playing uh, gambling at a casino. That is a strange at, bird. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, at the airport at casino. At the airport casino. That, that's a strange hey, bird you got to pass some time, you know? First of all, I feel a way about people deciding that they're going to gamble at the airport slot machines while they're waiting on their flights. Maybe just maybe it might be an issue with that. You might want to make sure that everything's on the up and up with that. Make sure you're okay. But yeah, Mark Davis, bro. Like really, that's that's what you're gonna be doing. You're, what would you, you do? You're a billionaire. You own an NFL team, right? You're visible. That's how you're gonna use your. Da- First of all, here's the other aspect of it too. You're Mark Davis. Why are you in an airport terminal? 
Good that's one. the other. That's the Good other one. part of the game. Maybe he's reducing you, his like, carbon if footprint. I, if I it's own, if I own, last a, name J. Exactly. <laughs> if I if I own an NFL team, I'm not flying commercial. Y'all can call me bougie. Y'all can call me whatever you want, but just make sure you call me that from your coach seat. I'm flying <laughs> private jet. All the time, whether I own the jet, whether I got <laughs> net jets, whether it's wheels up, whatever it is, I got hours, however it is. Hey, look at the camera. We, we, yeah, wheels up, <laughs> net jets. Hey, listen, sponsorship, hours up. Hey, we, we'll, we'll promote you. Anyway, I'm saying, I don't understand why he's in the airport terminal on the slides, bro. So, what's the weirdest part? He shouldn't part be about in the that. terminal. What's the weirdest part? His haircut? His, the fact that he's playing in the slots in the airport or flying commercial. The yes. haircut. Yes. <laughs> yes. The haircut. To answer your question, yes. All of it. I, I don't know that there's one part that you can single out over the others. Also, it's absolutely ridiculous. He's in a, a, a long sleeve that looks like team gear and some jeans. You know, you would expect the fit to be a little bit more put together. No, you wouldn't. Not, not with nah, him. Not, not with him. him. <laughs> not with nah, him. Not with him. Not at all. We're unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.